There are just some conversations that cannot fully be captured through writing, guys. This is one of those conversations. The conversation that actually inspired me to turn First Year Project into a podcast rather than keeping it as a written blog. Hey, this is Alexis, and welcome to the First Year Project, a podcast highlighting the good, the bad, and the integral aspects of the first year experience. Because you all have been so supportive of First Year Project's journey thus far, I'm actually going to share with you our first fully recorded interview before having this as a podcast was even fathomed. It features a conversation I had in uh, January 2015 with a group consisting of DJs, music producers, and artists called Bad Decisions Collective. We talk about how the group got its start, changes Boston has been going through for the past five to 10 years and what's up next for the group. The sound quality is poor, you guys. It's very, very poor as this very first interview was recorded on my phone with a very basic recording app. Hookah is also smoked throughout the entire interview. People are interrupting each other frequently and someone for God knows what reason is rocking back and forth in a squeaky chair. But the conversation is authentic and the energy in the room is magical. This is a bonus episode. We drop episodes every Monday. So if you haven't listened to this week's episode, season one, episode seven, do it for the culture with Malcolm from Collective Boston. Definitely go back and listen to that first. Download and subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. You can also catch episodes on our website, firstyearproject.com or on SoundCloud. Peace. Welcome to the First Year Project, guys. Once again, my name is Alexis. Uh, we could just start off with who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Mesco, aka Omar. Um, I make beats, producer, DJ as well. Um, I'm a music enthusiast, and um, I do what I love. Beautiful. Uh, bare arms, and uh, I mean, I make beats because I just love doing it every day. It's my passion. So, uh, okay, so I got a couple of aliases, you know. <laughs> DJ Wells, just J Wells in general, or after forever. Uh, I guess what was the other question? Or what? Why do we do what we do? What do you do and why? Uh, what I do is, I guess, illustration, videography, and photography. Um, why do I do it? Because that's just what I do. Let me just that. stuff for a while uh, on the low. Like, I've been drawing. That's my first art I did. And it's kind of spiraled off from there. I got older. I picked up photography. And then now I just picked up DJing. But DJing, I kind of started when I was a kid because I recorded stuff off the radio. So I'm just doing more of what I've been doing for a while. For a while. Try to get better. Alright, uh, my alias is Jack Marvelous. Um, the government's Conrad. Um, producer slash artist. Um, I feel like we all we were doing mu- music around the same time in college, but I feel like I take it more seriously after I graduate when I have the equipment in front of me. Uh, as far as the reason why, it's just um, it's a, 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 definitely a passion, a craft I'm trying to master. And I feel like I don't like it's on the radar right now, so I feel like instead of just saying that to try to contribute to like 
from someone on the radio or hip hop general was like in the part of Business-minded individuals acknowledging great talent that they're around, maximizing their potential. And I see a lot of talented people in the room right now that are just always grinding, working on the craft, making the craft. And the time, as far as position, time we are in life, and where Boston is now, I feel like we're strategically placed to be very successful and very strategically placed to kind of take advantage of the opportunity, especially being young black individuals. beats mostly. Uh, I'm an artist sometimes. Sometimes I do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, DJ, more recently. That uh, one, that that one painting. Uh, I write. I don't know. I just try to do a lot of stuff. You got a blog? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got you know, a blog and I'm writing some other stuff right now. Uh, and why do I do it? Um, I guess it's always been a part of my life. I've, I've, you know, I've been drumming since I was nine. I've taken art lessons since I was like six. And like, um, I just want to create stuff that that has impacted, that can impact people the way that other art has impacted me. And uh, a lot of the times for me, it's the only way I can get out some of my thoughts is through like different types of art. So it's the best way for me to do it. I would be remiss if I didn't introduce Kenny because I forgot to in the beginning to all of you. But this is Kenny. Kenny, do you want to uh, kind of, you know, preview what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, Kenny, and I started a collective as well with um, a few creatives in my circle called Not Your Average Boston. And um, what we do is that we provide a platform for um, black and brown people to get together. And the medium by which I do that is that I host a monthly brunch at Causeway that is R&B themed. Alexis and I work um, closely together on the project and just provide her with insight and ideas and how we can all come together and continue doing the same work that we're doing. What neighborhoods are you guys from? Like, what type of upbringing um, did you have? And, like, how do you think that's influenced or impacted, like, who you are today? I grew up in Boston all day, every day. Uh, I grew up in South End, mostly. Uh, South End, I... um, South End is different from what it is now. It completely got gentrified. Heck yeah. Uh, It's completely not what I grew up knowing. It's just different. Uh, it influences my art because it's like it's 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 for me it's strange to go into a community that you grew up in every day of your life for a very long time and it's completely different. 
and you become a stranger in your own uh, home. You know, I grew up in South End, I grew up in Brownstone, you know, it, it used to be a lot more black community, you know, and, and it's just different. It was, and now it's, it's gone up and I like it, but it's, it's completely different characters and within the community and it's more of a upper class, um, you gotta have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got if you don't if you can't afford two thousand a month from rent, then you're gone. You know, type thing, and it's just it hurts. It kind of hurts to go in that area and see it change like that. So how's that influence you? And that influences me because that I just want it to re- be remembered that this is what South End used to be, and this is what I grew up. And and when I say I'm from South End, people think of the South End as now, but I'm like I'm not from that South End. It's something different. So I'm gonna keep that going. I'm gonna keep that vision of of those sights and sounds of what I grew up seeing. I'm, I want to put that into my artwork. And I got people who grew up in that era, that time, is going to feel it. And it's just going to be remembered. I just wanted it to be remembered for what it used to be back in the day, not what it is now. So I put that in my artwork. That's where my artwork come from, from that me growing up in this time. I um I grew up in uh actually I was born in Nigeria. So I came to the country in nineteen eighty eight. So I was an immigrant uh-huh. for like um until nineteen ninety eight. So I was an immigrant so I was a freshman in high school. Oh wow. <laughs> and um I grew up in Roxbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family first moment I grew up in Roxbury, I grew up on Walnut Street. Mm-hmm. And then from Walnut Street near Mohammed Ave, which is like like parallel. Yeah. And um, growing up in Humboldt Avenue in the 90s was fucking crazy. Yeah. Because this this was legitimately just like crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So what that influenced me is like me growing up in in that time period that I had any cousins, uncles, nothing like that. My music was my cousins, my uncles, my shit. So to me, that's why music is so important for me now because is that outlet or that channel, that place, something that remains, almost like what Jason was saying, he's talking about South Bay. So that gives you a remainder of what it was like growing up in the city. Mm-hmm. So when I was 14, I moved to High Park. And in moving to High Park, I went to a different school system, I went to a charter school system. That allowed me to just get a different sense of education. So like, I changed from the public school system to like the charter school system with Jason. So I've known Jason since we were in the ninth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah, so our experience in, 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 in high school was just so artistic because we are in the South End. Our school was in the middle of the fucking city. So the, the arts was just everywhere. We go to the teen center, people break dance, people doing graffiti. Literally in the teen center would be just a big room. You got your break dances over here. You got your graffiti people over here. You got your gamers over here. You got your basketball players talking about going upstairs to the gym. Who's in the gym? So, um... That whole shit right there is the reason why I do what I do, and it's with my upbringing. It's the reason why I love what I do. And I'm doing what I'm set. Kind of went off on a tangent. No, I forgot what the question know. really obviously was. You answered it. That's what I'm saying. Answering the question. 
So two things that reminded me of one, I just got invited to a Nigerian wedding. Yeah, 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 so I'm like very excited because I didn't know there were like three ceremonies. It was like within a week. I didn't know all that. Yeah, so that's bring, really bring, bring your ones. I was gonna say what? Bring, bring your ones. My ones. You make it rain. You make it rain. First of all, I could never marry a Nigerian fan. Don't make it rain. We make it shower. Woman, the only person that's gonna make her make it shower <laughs> is me. Perspective on things, but also was in the middle of the ghetto, so I had like an American, African American perspective on things, and it just gave me a whirlwind of like ideas and and, and musically, my mom listens doesn't even listen to like my mom used to play uh, I don't know you know Yanni, mm-hmm. like futuristic Yanni and like weird symphony. So my background in music is I, I discovered eclectic, very eclectic. You've answered it. Oh my god. Twice. Come on. Come on. So I'm from upstate New York, near like Albany, Saratoga area. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I ask you a question before yeah. we continue? Do you know of a small town called Chautauqua? What's it called? Chautauqua, New York. It's like a gated community. Uh, no. Dude, where is it? What is it here? I don't know. It's just in upstate New York. I just thought all of upstate New York. We scare each other. No. That's not like to Westchester and then like anything above that it's like people call up to New York but like where I grew up that's like a six hour drive to Buffalo oh, it's like wow. uh, you know it, you can go two and a half hours north and you're near Canada and that's still upstate New York you know? so it's like um, but I was near like the Albany capital district region like just a little north of that and it was very like suburban or whatever and you know um, small high school like 200 something graduating class like so it was like uh, you can kind of do, and it was also like a pretty creative and also like athletic high school. So you can kind of do like whatever. So like I was like, there was no like clicks like oh these are the the jocks, these are the creative folks or whatever. So I was always in, in band and jazz band. I always took art and I was always like running track and like and playing basketball. Like so, um, it was a. It was weird. It was like in this its own small microcosm, but like it provided like a diversity of experience. But I think like the thing that most influenced art from my brain was probably my parents, just because there was always music playing in the house. They were they were you know uh, very uh, uh, eclectic in what they listened to and what sort of they exposed us to and whatever in terms of art. You know? And uh, I would also like go and like. Like once I started playing the drums, like I was just like trying to devour everything. So I would get like these, this modern drummer magazine. It would be like, here are the top like 
50 drum grooves of all time and I'll look up every artist. And that's like how I found out about P-Funk. That's how I found out about Frank Zappa, like shit like that. So um, I think just exploration and just giving, being given the opportunity to explore like a bunch of different uh, um, genres, a bunch of different mediums. Yeah, I don't know. No, you guys do know. You're saying these things. I'm not saying that. You do know. You do On something some we're saying right now, we, I don't think we even said to each other. No, actually, no, that's actually the truth. This is dope. So, I'm actually, we're actually hearing this for the. I've never actually heard anybody. You guys see questions like, God damn, it's allowing us to reflect. Yeah. We feel like we've kind of been doing it all along, like because we were always hanging out way before we kind of sort of had a mission statement and defined everything. So I mean, we've been we've known each other for a long time. So I guess this is the kind of thing we kind of skipped over because then kind of everything just gelled and we always get around exactly. But I'm glad we had this moment though. (laughs) Well, I'm from a small town called Monroe, Connecticut. Sweet tea. Sweet tea, yeah. It looks funny before, but I love like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's a real state? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And the WWF headquarters is there. Oh my god, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was in my area. Yeah. WWF is wild. Yeah. It's WWF. Anyway, goddamn. From Monroe, Connecticut, but I'm like maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes outside of New York City, so that's why I kind of spent most of my time either in high school or college. But I went to school Northeastern, Boston, here is where I met all these people. That's how, actually, that's how we all got together. We like to kind of nuts in our past, but at the same time, the music brings us together. But Northeastern is where we all met each other, and this is where it really started. Everybody went to Northeastern? Yes. Wow. Hey, what up? What up? We out here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in a small town, yeah. went to Connecticut. I was really a nerd. So, when it comes to music, you know, I, uh, parents always had me play the piano. And then I graduated. You play the piano? Yeah. What? 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 And then it was in like King Clayton. Like, hey, whatever, man. Whatever, man. Let me be. Let me be. And then in high school, you know, it was in the chorus and all that stuff. So, uh, chorus? Yeah, I was in chorus. You know, traveling the world. Okay. What? Yeah, we did. So we did. Um, we did like a, a concert it. series. A concert series of all the cathedrals in Italy and stuff like that. This guy. In where? We went to Italy. So he's like, I don't have a music bone in my body. There's no music bone whatsoever. Who said that? You, you was like, Nah, I'm not the music. I'm gonna let y'all be creative, man. I'll do the business part. <laughs> no, what you do. You didn't know you do piano and choir and your fucking saxophone. <laughs> and I want to hear that tenor. <laughs> I, I was this a tenor. guy. No. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, so so I thought choir, I was So anyway, I was kind of sheltered as, as a kid. You know what I mean? Wasn't really introduced to the type of people where I met when I went to Boston Northeastern. Uh-huh. As far as being raised in like a bubble or whatever in a small town. But anyway, coming to Northeastern was introduced to all these kids and we grew up together as far as becoming men and becoming 
you know, decided what we wanted to do. We didn't really know what this was. But then after we graduated, you know, I left and then I traveled a little bit doing physical therapy, whatever. And then I came back and I saw what they were continuing to do when we talked about when we were in school. They've always been doing music. They've always been complaining about how Boston has whack match. You know? But then, you know, <laughs> you know, there's limited options. But then we come back and Boston's just changed as far as how they opened up the city and become more of an international city. And if they want to be acknowledged as that, there's things that have to change. And when it comes to the compartmentalized um, aspect of the city that's, that we saw as a growing up, I'm sure Jason saw it, I'm sure Keel saw it, I'm sure Omar saw it, how you definitely see the divisions in the city from a racial standpoint. Now those, those divisions are starting to become blurred and those lines are becoming blurred and now they're becoming more acceptable to all different types to be successful in the city. Um, and I feel like we're able to capitalize on that. So as far as why I do what I do, I see the potential. Um, and being my friends, I honestly say that all of them are my deep, deep friends. I want to help them succeed in what they're doing. I want to succeed with them and just do big things in this city and have fun. Mm-hmm. So I do my own serious stuff with the profession I chose, whatever, what I graduated with in Northeastern, and that allows me to have the foundation to focus on something creative like this. And I feel like it's a, it's a great experience to be able to share with them and just disguise the limit. So that's why I do it. I think. Um, our mentalities, you know, what we, what we gravitate to, that's been still in us way before we graduated in Northeastern. And, um, you know, I'm a physical therapist, but I'm, I'm, I am passionate about physical therapy, but that's not what I do. It's not defined me. I'm not a physical therapist, period. And, um, you know, I've always been thinking and, and looking for different things to do creatively from a business standpoint and a elaboration standpoint. So. And because we all think with that type of perspective in our everyday lives, when we come together, it's the same mentality that what we do don't, doesn't define us. So if we're not boxing, it's only some sort of time for uh, I think okay. the what makes our group a little bit better. We're doing different. A lot of other people. We, we got variety. We got variety in here. Matt brings something different. Omar brings something different. Kill brings something. I bring. We all bring different shit. And then I think it's a hodgepodge that comes together in a fucking hodgepodge. It comes together and it makes something kind of cool and it makes something good. And we can be diverse. We don't. We don't. Um, we're not uh, like a monotone kind of uh, style. We can give you yeah. diversity. And, I, and right now, people are creating a whole bunch of different shit. And if you have diverse shit, people, you you, you come at people different you ways. Touch everybody. Yeah. And so we can get we can get like a different set of people that <laughs> that can mix together because we're going to give you a little bit of. Of, of different personalities yeah. that we are, mm-hmm. and that's that's the cool thing. I think that's what Boston, in major cities around the country, is doing right now. Because major cities are becoming more. They've been doing more, that. You know, and it's these walls that were in the city. This community is this. This community is that. And that community is this. It's yeah. gonna have to blend yeah. because there's too many people. Yeah. Yeah. Even here in Boston, Boston it's happening way like a lot more. Just saying, mm-hmm. growing up, like I was not allowed to come anywhere near South Southie. Like mm-hmm. that was. A, and then I learned that especially mm-hmm. particularly in, in, in Northeastern because Northeastern. Before I was growing up in the city of Boston, so I had city of Boston people. Then I go in Northeastern, I got international people. I'm more like people mm-hmm. from Taiwan, yeah. Thailand, mm-hmm. upstate New York. Why are you still at home? Cool though. people from Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Why are you still at home? Why are you still here? 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 Why
we, we ain't had the opportunity again that in our niggas. So, right down the street. so it gives it a different perspective. It's kind of weird that you don't have to leave to absorb so much because of that. Yeah. I mean, not, not that you don't have to leave, but I mean, you get a lot more than probably the average person. I mean, 33 different colleges here. Mm. You're, you're bringing in the world to the spot. I've met, I've learned so much just from interacting with people. You know, when you're going down the street, you meet people out of the bar or whatever. And I'm learning things about other cultures. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just surprising that how much you can gain without even having to really. And that adds to the diversity of the group as well, because you have three people who were mm-hmm. born and raised in Boston, experienced the before, experienced the, 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 rena- the renaissance that is going on in Boston right now and the mm-hmm. movements that are happening as well as you have three other individuals, the other half of the group who grew up in three different other sections of the country yeah. who, who see Boston from another perspective, another vantage point. Mm-hmm. So having all that come together, mm-hmm. you know, I think that really sets us apart from a lot of people who are doing things in Boston, not taking away from what they're doing, but I feel like we're able to really touch and relate to a lot of different individuals and different mindsets because we all have different mindsets and coming from different experiences whether it's inner city whether it's suburbs you have it all right here mm-hmm. i mean i don't claim to, be, to think that i'm good at all or from any type of city at all i came from a very very small sub suburb but at the mm-hmm. same time coming here gaining that experience from my friends who grew up there now getting a different perspective on so there's a balance exactly it's a balance and it helps to add to not, not to be personal but add to, to my growth as a person not only as my growth as a free individual as a businessman and as a friend you know what I mean so I really value that so what uh, I know you all have been doing different things and similar things kind of you know since a very young age um, and you have developed and, 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 and grown through creating those pieces of art but what was like the first year that you all were like hey we're actually going to be a, a collective and do you know these things together and then what were some of the What's what's going on the prelude? Is that a word? Prelude. You know, we're all in college or whatever. And uh, I remember like there was like uh, our freshman year. So me, Conrad, and Akil, uh, and Jason toward toward the end of college, we all ran track together. So like I remember like um, end of freshman year, like I was I was making beats in my room the entire freshman year. Like that's what I would do my freshman year. And then like the end of freshman year, I'm like we were all in. Um, uh, one of the freshman houses because we had to stay later um, because we had track meets and everyone else had left. So like I went into like one room and Kyra's like playing around on the sampler thing. I'm like, yeah. fuck, like, yeah. this, guy, this guy makes music. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh shit, this guy makes music. So like, it's, like stuff started to happen. I remember Jason got his his camera and like did this first video with King and yeah, and I was showing that. Showing <laughs> oh, that I remember that. that. <laughs> yes, that shit was kind of. It was soon after. <laughs> Where the hell? Where is it? The first video, like the first day you got it, and I'm yeah. like, wow. And like, I didn't even really know Omar. Yeah, I was like, the, the way that I, I kind of like remember the, the, the first thing being is I, it was a G chat to Jason. We were both at work one day, <laughs> and I was like, yo, you know, we're like, we're kind of doing like crazy stuff. We should form some kind of collective or something. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Genesis of it, and then we started to like, like just like. I don't think. Well, one thing, one thing I can add is 
because um, I remember, see, there was a moment where everybody was just finishing school. You know, maybe yeah. a year apart here and there. People had went back home. So not everybody was here at a given time. Some people stayed, you know, some people found jobs, whatever. But eventually, you know, like I know Conrad was in New York for a while. And he was... Uh, you know, he, he was up there, he came back, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna move into the city, you know, and he find work here and stuff like that. It's like, all right, cool, you know. We was always hanging out, we did track, all that kind of stuff. Um, then, you know, you guys were already on Green, it was out of uh, Mission, Maine. Yeah. You right. know, Mission Hill area. So they left from there, and they, were mo- they moved out to Dorchester mm-hmm. at another spot until you found uh, Greenmount. Yeah. And I think what I remember about how everything started was we were thinking about the name. And the name was picked off of something we said all the time about we every time toast, we used to go out. Yeah, and then it was a toast. To yeah, bad decisions. To bad decisions. That's what it was, man. Visibility. And it was just one thing. We were just having a good time one night. But eventually, that's how it kind of snowballed. And even then, we didn't kind of know which direction I think things were really moving in. But we were always like, we'd always be hanging out every weekend. We'd always just be making stuff. But it was so sporadic. It's like 360 degrees, all different directions. And I think over the years, especially when we started to move here, we used to have uh, the creative sessions. Yeah. It was kind of, it kind of started out as just like, oh, people are doing creative stuff. Let's share with each other what we're doing. We'll support each other. We'll inspire nice. each other as, as we do it. And then kind of morphed and grew from that into like, okay, let's actually do like an event. Let's do a project. Let's like think about like some more solidified official stuff we want to do. And it's snowball from there. So my, my experience was a little different because I was the last one to actually start. Well, you know, well, well, not the last one, but it was, they already were established before we started. You know. uh-huh. So what happened was, um, a friend of mine, I got, I'm, we went with no decent the actors. I didn't really discuss or talk to any kind of actors at all. And then so like uh, we graduated. I remember it was the booze cruise. Do I remember the booze cruise? Yeah. yeah. And it was getting, it was getting fucked up. We all in there. I'm like, yo, I don't really know. It's also run by athletes. So to me, everyone was just athlete. And then, and then I, I, actually, Rich was the roommate here before I was. So mm-hmm. Two roommates before I was. And. I, one of our friends that we went to school with. And I was in friends with him throughout college. And he started talking for some reason. He thought we were both Nigerian. And he mostly we started talking. So then we became cool. Mm-hmm. To go back to what Kill said, he was going through his back and forth of going from Maryland, he lived in Maryland, coming back here. And he's like, oh, so when he came back, he just naturally just gravitated and became cool. Mm-hmm. He came here, like, I'm trying to get back in the gym. I'm trying to do comedy. I was like, all right, you know what? At the time, I was a building manager at the YMCA. So I was like, you know, Rich, fucks with me. I got connected in gym, boom. So we started becoming real good. Yeah. And he's like, yo, my roommates make beats. Oh, I know you make music. Because so in college, um, in college, I was DJing. So yeah. in college, I was basically affiliated with Bees Like That Entertainment. I don't know if you were there. Bees Like That Entertainment. I haven't, but I've, I've been to quite a bit of them. Bees Like That. Parties. You know what I mean? So that's Roots Notes, Intelligent. You know what I mean? And I, I used to DJ with them, DJ uh-huh. Therion, whatever. So I, that's what I was doing. Since high school, mm-hmm. and I mean, since maybe like my freshman year in college, I was DJing hard. Right. So my whole college experience was I was just music. I just wasn't really even like on campus. So bitch was like, yo, yo, yo I mean, this, oh, I know you was doing what you was doing. What you was doing what you was so I was like, yo, rich man, I don't know what you're doing, whatever. He was like, yo, oh, come through, and they had a collect a creative session. I came, and I was like, what? It's the funny fuck? thing. I remember that day. Me and Rich would go out all the time. Uh, one time I, I I passed out at the old spot and I was passed out on the couch. I had got drunk and so Rich said, Oh, you stay here. Dude, I woke up, I was seeing you too. I'm like, Who the fuck? Oh, these are your, oh, they went to no diesel too. I was like, What the? 
the fuck is no. going on here? Like, by the time, like, when you started, because you were coming here for a bit, mm-hmm. this was before, like, you know, you had lived here, and I was like, when you were coming around, and he had, Rich first brought you around and everything mm-hmm. like that, like, we didn't hang out and call us that lot. Exactly, but, but I knew you were. But I knew you were. I knew were. you were, because, so it like, yeah. what is this, like, you know, we say what's up here and there, but we didn't always hang out all the time. Yeah. I didn't really know, I've heard of his, his group and everything like that, I knew certain mm-hmm. members, but he, and, like, we weren't always on campus together like that. So then eventually he came here, it was kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? Because it, it, it wasn't really like, I had to be like, oh, let me, it, but it was organic. And, uh, exactly, it was, it was organic. very, very um, organic and natural. So like, you know, I was like, oh, hey, what's up, how you doing? And he, he was talking about music and the whole DJ thing, and I was like, damn, I remember all of that. It was kind of reminiscent about certain moments that we will remember being at because we were in mm-hmm. the same places a lot. So for me, the creative session is what did it. What, because, so what are these creative sessions like? Like, they sound magical, but like, yeah. if someone were to, you know, just like drop there, like what would they Anybody see? What would they hear? How would they feel? Yeah, would know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just try to get people who want to create together. Who People who create yeah. together in one room and see what happens. Okay. That's the idea. Different mediums. You, you sing, you play exactly. this, exactly. Uh, I do this, do that. We're going to get you all together in one room and we're going to try, we're going to try to vibe and maybe create something. Mm-hmm. If, Which not, is not if not, if not, if not, we will gain Access to other people and networks. Networks. People were coming from New York, Rhode Island. It was all the people. Like, I had no idea what it was. I was just like, I want to get a bunch of people together and see what happens. And it was okay. It was kind of a disaster a little bit because, like, I didn't. I was like, I want to do this like in three days, and like didn't tell anybody. But it was kind of cool, like um, whatever. So we started doing them here. We did two in the first year we lived here, which were just fantastic. That's how we met uh, Sam. Yeah. Um, that's how we just we met a bunch of people through these creative okay. sessions. We had a bunch of people in the rooms. We had like like kids with people from New York. Yeah. Um, coming up. We had two um, rooms where we were recording, and we recorded like. Six or seven songs yeah, in a day. Yeah. Uh, we had wow. people here just making people like loading their car with equipment. Like, yeah, beats here. Yeah, we did. before oh, it was yeah. DJ, and then it would turn into a house party. Yeah. Also, yeah, wow. and so it was all done. But the, the cool thing about it too is it was a learning place where you yeah. Could, um, yeah. Like, if people were trying to learn certain things, they had the same same equipment. They would come here and be like, "Oh, this person knows how to use this." Then mm-hmm. you know, it was a back and forth. So it was also a learning type. Experience and then yeah, we had the cypress in the kitchen. You know, I was probably the last thing we did right before we we're gonna turn up. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's a lot of people. and we have a board too. Actually, that's everybody signed and put all the social media on. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I still have it saved up. It's still. It's still I think I think it's an idea that still has legs. Um, the last one we did was kind of uh, I, I didn't plan it out that well, but I think it's something that still has legs if. If we do it right, and I'd love to do it at some point in some other venue. I know a bunch of people who have given suggestions for like artist loft and spaces like that mm-hmm. that are a little bit bigger. But um, I think if, if I think it's something we could still do with some success if we thought out exactly yeah. what we wanted to be. I feel like we want to make it more productive than yeah. party ish. Right. 
The beautiful thing is like we would invite people who just were creative, but weren't necessarily doing anything adjacent to what we were. But you would get like people who would just sit there and they wouldn't make anything, but they would talk with other people, and then an idea would come out of that. Just like even just the discussion was good. Was you know what? What really did it sparked a lot of people who thought they were creative to believe that they were creative. Yeah. So there are a lot of people like first creative session that were kind of just writing poems or kind of just rapping. Third creative session is like, oh shit, I'm in May Rap Rally. Like she. Literally, was just like by the third grade, it was like, oh shit! You see the transgression or the progression of just from utilizing the, the space. Now, I'm not gonna say we, you know, put the battery back, but I would say facilitated the. Process. We created a platform for a lot of people to feel comfortable about the album and not feel <coughs> kind of. Even for me, at least, let me take you back. This is this, this is uh, um. The, uh, the party or the, or the function created for me coming into it was like, I remember, I was like, all right, what the heck these are doing? What? I brought my keyboard in. You remember that? Broke the keys? I brought yeah, the keyboard. Yeah, I remember that keyboard. That keyboard stayed in my room against the wall for four months. Yeah, and I was like, yo, Matt, and I was like, the thing was, the thing was, I would come back like once a month. Yeah, Matt, it's coming and we'll make beats, but not on the keyboard. Yeah. So it, it just sparked a completely different level of music, musical creativity that I didn't even know. Come to talk about it, I was looking through my old phone, I found old beats that I got from 2013. I'm about to post that. I'm about to post that. I came in here and it was like, oh shit, all right. Instead of using my keyboard, here's a platform where, all right, you know what? I'd be crazy for night. And we'll just drink, make music all night. And he emailed to me next week, like, oh, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Do the same the next month. So it created an opportunity, because at that point, for me, I stopped making music. Oh, wow. I stopped making music. I really was doing anything. Like, my main music was in my, like, in my own house myself. Mm-hmm. And then to, to have this platform, fuelized people, I thought my shit was dope. I was like, all right, well then. And their shit was dope, er, or dope. Exactly. So I was like, yo, let's just make fucking crack okay. Dope was dope and crack okay. That's never been stepped on. No foot has been laid upon. <laughs> I think if they created a session that did anything, like they connected people who wouldn't have otherwise been connected, mm-hmm. and they inspired people to. Uh, Pursue their, pursue their art, right. and, it, and honestly, if like we never recorded anything, or if we never did anything out of it, if they did those two things, it was a success. And what were some of the challenges of just being a collective within that like first for those early years? It's the same problems that were started with that we still have now. It's organization. Mm. It's, it's a lot to organize this and get it right because we want it. If you want it to be presented in a certain way, you got to organize it in that way. Mm-hmm. And organization and this getting it, everything, all the pieces together, it's a lot of, it's, when you start going through the motions, you realize there's a lot more pieces. Yeah, you have to adapt. Yeah, you're really, sure. uh, it's not just getting people together, it's getting people together at the right time, at the right moment, at the right feeling, um, and, 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 and executing. And then there's this technique involved, which has gotten a lot better. Uh, I mean, it's gotten a lot yeah. better, but we still we still struggle with it. We're still getting together. But I feel like when we, uh, it's a still struggle now today. But it's not so much as when we first started. But it's organization, I think, it, I think it's a process. It's a process. Yeah, it's the organization. Like the first creative session, the door. It, you know, if we if it wasn't mentioned before, the door is open all day, so you didn't have to come at like. 
I mean, we were up late, and I mean, what time would they start? I mean, yeah, some people came in and, and spit a verse and went back to Rhode Island. Yeah, exactly. some people would come in and stay all day. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So it was, it was our doors were open the whole day. It was a creative session. So a little bit into the next day. Yeah. I actually said it. Yeah, exactly. That's so, actually what really happened. Yeah. I didn't play any of my music the first day. Oh wow. The first day I was like, oh shit, this is hot. This, this is, is dope. dope. This yeah. is dope. I was so inspired. I don't know if y'all remember. So that the first day, everyone, the, the one I remember, everyone, pa- those people passed out here on the floor. Those people over here, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, man. We had, we had, oh, we had low beds, too. So yeah, yeah, got them. So it's like when people come by. Yeah. So I got up, no, and I was like, yo, fuck this shit. I hooked up my keyboard. I hooked up my keyboard to a television. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. I, and I plugged it into a television. That's still not made it. Yeah. Wow. The, and I forgot. I think one of the YouTube kids was like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, oh. <laughs> I was inspired oh, yeah. last night, man. Still, yeah. Using speakers from the TV, I was just playing through. Like it had, it had that, like a, uh, I don't know, a different feel because of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's super but it was hot though, because it's like you, it's like you added something mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. That shit was very dope, man. I think, like, even without, like, uh, with the, because uh, our next event, what we're trying to do is do uh, what we're going to do. We're having parties for mm-hmm. so, Good Life and. I think everything that we're saying now is going to be magnified mm-hmm. from us to the city. Yeah. Because back to what uh, I think Kill said, is we all had a following, we all had a series of things that we did beforehand. Mm-hmm. So now we have a, a oh, we've been doing this shit in our house, but we've been having 50 to 75 people in this house. In this house. You know? So, like and this is in this house. In all the crevices. Right, yeah, and this is just like, like... Everybody would just be here. And we didn't want to write too many people, and so this, I mean, just now, we're taking what we did here and we're putting it to create a platform. And the whole objective is what we've been saying was to get from our collective to the next collective. So just get people to see what we do here and appreciate what we do here and mm-hmm. take it to another level. The same way we've been appreciating what they've been doing. Because exactly. we've been out there going to all these different events exactly. acknowledging mm-hmm. the fact that people are doing a lot of creative mm-hmm. in the community. They see us. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to come support us the same way we've been supporting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's going to be a, just a great event. Level up. Yeah. Level it up. And I mean, the good thing too is I think from the places like we've been going that we love to go to, they're not that, they're not easily accessible within the city for the type of vibe that we're trying to provide. So I think we're contributing that much more by giving people another, a different day and another spot where they can get that same thing that they love, that they always want to go after every weekend as they're out, you know, and we're trying to provide it like, you know, once a month so if people have enough time to be excited and reflect on it, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about this because I think it's going to change how people feel about how things are in the city a lot. Absolutely. And it's more than just throwing parties, I think, like not they just do parties. I mean, I think this is a part of what we do, but I think you know it's going to lead into a lot of different projects that we start to provide for the city. Whether it's concerts, whether it's you know artistic events, whether it's other collaborative events with all the different groups in the city. You know, whatever people are asking for, I think we'll be able to, like Omar was saying, create that platform to kind of get the city what it hasn't had in a long time. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? You sure can. What keeps bringing you back to Boston? Because you said you were doing school times. Um, so I have had the same hairdresser since I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> this time. Still get my hair done here. Who do you 
Christmas. Donna, she's on Talbot Ash. She's amazing. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> I was having a conversation with her one day. This was like couple of years ago. Maybe I was like coming back. Because I lived in LA for a few years too. And whenever I would come on vacation, I would always go to Donna mm. as well. Um, and I, I, was, I was complaining about how, you know, I wanted to be closer to my mom. Um, my mom is a single, is a single person. She is living out in Randolph. And I was like, I want to be closer to her. But like, I'm so frustrated, honestly. I'm frustrated with this fucking city. Like, so many schools are here. I've met so many amazing, really dope, creative people um, just across the board. And I just felt like I, I, was, I was tired of being in a city that didn't seem to have any sort of desire to cater to me as a um, young professional of, of color. Um, in terms of like the the top forty and like the ratchet options, I was like, I'm tired of that. I'm not paying twenty to forty dollars to go to a club where I'm not even gonna enjoy myself. Like I can just stay home. So I was kind of venting to her about my frustrations, and she was like, you know what? Sometimes you know, I wish the young people from this city bend up. If 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 they don't see certain things in the city, I, I kind of wish they would just create it. Mm. And I was like, shit, <laughs> you make a really good point. Like for so many years, I feel like when I was in, I graduated from BU in 2012. So it was kind of around the time where we were doing our own things like on college campuses and um, collaborating in many different ways, especially in terms of like events and music. But <clears throat> I think for such a long time in Boston, it was okay to go to school, right? Get a good paying job, work at that job forever, have a house like in the suburbs because you can't really afford Boston necessarily mm-hmm. and retire. And that's just not the narrative anymore for people our age. We don't, we don't, we don't have that, that, that luxury necessarily. But I think what the beautiful part about it is I feel like a lot of folks our age don't necessarily just want to do one thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like more young folks are tapping into their creative sides and they are tapping into the things that excite them and kind of, you know, scare them in many ways too. Um, So after we had that conversation, I was like, you know what, no matter where I go, I want the first thing that I start to have an impact on my city because this will always be home. Um, I, I live in New York now. Like I've lived in LA. I, I lived back here for a little bit, but still, like wherever I am, this will always be home. So it's just something that I'm truly in, invested in because Boston has way too many cities, way too many young people, um, and like way too much potential to continue the way that it's, it's, it's like an going. Market. Yes. It's, it's like like a fountain is flooding with like. But I mean, I think it's only it's only gone to the point now where it's like. Because things are changing, that now I think things can come together a little bit. Before I get into like projects coming up, events coming up, what is for someone who's like up and coming and like I really want to get into music, whether it's production, um, the artist aspects of it, DJing, what do you think uh, is, is like one word to describe, I guess, like the mentality they need to have or like what they need to do to kind of just start off? For me? Uh, I like that. Think, think of, think of one word. Can I get some of that? I love that question. Can I 
get some. Thank you. 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 been collecting music for a while. I was like, listen, why not just DJ the music I've been collecting? Fucking do it. That's well, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of upset you didn't say this is the one word because like... I'll say three because he, he did three. I mean, no more than three. Uh-huh. <laughs> one more than do three. It. Do it. Do it. Um, okay. I mean, I know Done. I like fucking do it. I would say if I have to at least tenacity and consistency like you always having to you got to do it all the time <laughs> yeah. all the time like it can't be like you may not produce something all the time but I mean there's got to be something that you're doing all the time at least that contributes to your grand goal overall mm-hmm. so like you know just one example I could be making a beat and I, you know that's mainly what I do but if I get stuck on something like I'll go do something else that might help kind of fix that whole situation mm-hmm. whether it's you know go to you know go for a walk on a summer day go for a run or something like that come back have, you know refresh you know my whole entire energy and everything and you know I'll come back later but it's gotta be you continuously working towards what it is you're trying to do and that goes from like your research I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. I could not be where I am right now as far as what I've learned without reading a whole lot. It just, it's not going to happen. Like, it, I hate to say it, but like, doing it is a lot, but it, the benefits of, I used to be like, you know, I don't have to really read too much. I'm just going to go and do it. And then when I started just, like, I read a whole lot now about what it is I'm trying to do. I research other stuff. I look at what other people are saying, uh, consistently doing that. And that's been the difference. Cause I'd be like, wow, I really thought I didn't have to look this up. Like, this solved a billion things. This taught me so much I use it all the time now like mm-hmm. so just consistently going after stuff and always being about what it is you're trying to do mm-hmm. gotta do it all the time as far as that question I'm honestly believe in yourself that's important whether it's artist DJ whatever you do if you don't have that confidence and like you don't believe in yourself like even stuff you're trying to put your energy into it just won't produce what you're trying to get at but if you believe in yourself people surround you just confidently on your skills you definitely have a chance to, um, to make it no. Um, that's my two would be fake it um, and share. Ooh. So, like, fake it is you're not going to be good when you start, but you need to believe that you are. You need to believe you're the shit, um, or else you're going to get in your own head and, and just check yourself out and not, not get started. So, fake it, and at some point, you're going to wake up one day and you're like, oh, shit, I actually did good. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm happy with that. Okay. And then share is just uh, um, show the world what you're doing, even if it's not done, even if it's in progress, even if you're not sure of it, even if it makes you uncomfortable to share, do it. Both of those things I think are very easy to talk about in theory and very hard to real practice. I personally am terrible at both of them. You know, I, I've been doing this for years. So, like, I think that's something that you need to learn from day one and then not forget. Thank you for sharing that. I think mine is the same word as karma is belief. If you don't have that belief, then you shouldn't even be making in anything you do. Let's say if you fucking lift weights, you don't believe you're gonna be the best motherfucker lifting weights, you don't believe you're gonna be the best engineer, the best architect, they don't do it. And for what I do, the reason why I do what I do is because I believe in what I do. The reason why I'm able to do what I can do is I believe. And the reason I believe is because these motherfuckers over there yeah, made me believe in myself the 10 times more. The collective is like... Like, when you got people who... I believe, I believe in you. Yeah. And I believe in you. I believe in you. And I believe in you. <laughs> By believing in them, I believe in myself. 
not not to bring it full circle, but what you just said about like believing in each other person, that was what this started as. It started as like let's share what we have with each other and like inspire each other and be like we yeah. believe in each other. Very and and I, I don't know where this whole thing's gonna go. I mean, we're doing the best now. Mm-hmm. We're doing certain yeah. things. We're still making our, I don't know where it's gonna go eventually. That's one of the biggest challenges and opportunities is there's no walls or, or, or barriers on it. I love, I love that. As long as it keeps that that um, influences it, just believe in each other and inspiration. Yeah. And that's it doesn't matter where it goes because I'm gonna go where it needs to go. Yeah. Very dope.